Welcome to The Social Protocol, where we talk to you about all things web free and social media. I'm Josh. And I'm Luke. And today, we'll be talking to you about the big marketing trends that you need to consider for 2023. So the first one that we're going to talk about today is gathering zero-party data through practices like form building. Now, the reason why we've seen this trend uh, kind of pop up is essentially because of well, Apple's iOS change. Essentially what happened was they decided that they didn't want to be involved in gathering data with, without, it, it wasn't without the consumer's consent, but it pretty much was without the consumer's consent. And so they've kind of taken a shift and a stand, kind of a stand against collecting data without the consumer really knowing about it. Mm. That kind of holds a problem for marketers, which is, how do we gather information about our customers? Because you do need to gather your information about your customers in order to know, you know, what their interests are, what they like, where they live, what age they are, so that basically, you know, you can target them with the messages that you want to target them with. Now, this can be a negative thing or it can be a positive thing. As a marketer, I look at it as a positive thing. Um, I do think that there's a certain amount of invasion of privacy, but also at the same time, you're basically getting people personalizing things for you so that you get to look at the exact things that you want to buy. I don't necessarily see a problem with that. I kind of see it as handy. Um, I know there's a lot more to it than that. It's not, you know, there's other ethical considerations that you need to factor in, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of handy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even really like shopping now. I just I just wait till things... I'll just talk about it. I'll just be like... I really want the new football boots. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like football boots. And you're like, oh, that was easy. <laughs> no. Um, easy and kind of creepy, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, the first one that we're going to get into is gathering zero party data through practices like form building. So, essentially, what's happened in the last, um, I think it was like six, six months, three years ago, there was a big iOS change. Now, a lot of users use iOS, so obviously it had significant impact on the amount of data that was collected through things like advertising on Facebook, etc. So basically, marketers have now had to come up with a like a different a different way of collecting data. And the reason why data is so important to collect is it gives us insights into certain things that we might not have access to or might not be able to conclude on uh, without. So one of those things could be if we're marketing on TikTok and we're also marketing on YouTube, mm-hmm. if we have the data on which one's driving more leads, we'll be able to optimize our advertising spend based on the results that conclude from those situations. Now, it's important to remember that just because you're getting more leads through TikTok or more leads through YouTube, it doesn't necessarily mean that the other platform is not performing. So, you know, you might be getting more brand awareness from YouTube, but then your your ads might be tailored for conversions on TikTok. So, you, you know, you might get that traffic being pushed over to TikTok from YouTube and then having the TikTok advertisement kind of close the deal. So those are things. Those things are just important to remember. But generally speaking, you know, if a platform is converting, then you can look at the data behind those platforms and try to conclude on what's working. Now, you could say, well, why don't I just look at the platforms to see what the data is saying? Well, yes, you can do that, but a lot of the times, it's actually it can be incorrect. 
And there are platforms out there like Pyros, and I think the one was called Big Whale or something along those lines mm. that can track that data more accurately. And if you are a big brand, a big corporation, then we 100% recommend that you buy those services because even though they might cost $200 a month, they could end up saving you hundreds of thousands of dollars. They're definitely worth their weight in gold. However, if you are a smaller startup, you don't have money to spend on things like that, then you're going to be looking at something like form building. Now, in most instances, a lot of startups use their website as their main point of purchase. When a customer comes to your website and they go to checkout, you want to have a form put in place to ensure that you're capturing all the data you need, the first party data that you need, to essentially re either retarget them or find out where your conversions are coming from. So at the moment, a lot of businesses out there, they might have a form that says, you know, give us your email, we'll give you something for free in return. Or if they do purchase, then they might just take the email, the first name and the last name, and then that's it. However, what's happening now is a lot of startups in the space and a lot of even bigger companies are making forms slightly larger so that they can capture more details on, on the conversion. That, that information might include their age, their group, where they heard about, you know, all that type of stuff. So essentially when it comes to retargeting them or it comes to searching for new customers in, for that product, you'll be able to make a better decision on where you want to market your, your services or your product. Yeah, that's essentially the gist of that one. I think that it's a super, super important one to keep an eye out on. If you can reduce your ad spend or your customer acquisition costs, you'll be able to increase your ROAS and essentially be more competitive in the industry that you're operating in. So now we're gonna go into number two, which Josh is gonna talk to you about. All right, the second one we're gonna get into today will be, well, you're gonna to have to become more creative with your marketing. Well, like what Luke said, the iOS 16 update, you're not able to track your customers as good now. So that means that you're going to have to find creative ways to get leads, essentially, because you can't constantly re remark to them and track, and track them through other websites. So the thing is, you, you probably have to use creative applications or think of creative ways to market to your customer. One way to do this is through influencer marketing. If you can try and find a creator which aligns with your brand's values and you get them, they're able to market your product in the right way. But there's also not just, not just influencer marketing, you can actually get apps. There's apps like SurveyMonkey. They just make, it just makes it more visually appealing for the customer to do surveys. Another way which you can do some creative marketing is through competitions. Uh, Recently, I ran a competition for one of my clients, and we got some great results. It's because we captured new emails, and we also got more followers. A brand new customer's email is perfect, just because, well, we can constantly keep them updated on product launches. We can tell them about sales coming up. We can tell them our customers just basically how our company's going. And the thing is, we did this just through run one competition. The competition, the prize which we gave away is, is way less than what we would spend on a, a full Facebook campaign. And the thing is, we got so many emails out of it, the lifetime value of us capturing the, those emails is unreal. So yeah, competition is definitely a very creative way to market to your customers. 
There's also like Facebook and TikTok also will come out with new with new software as well. At the moment, there's TikTok Shop. So that means on well on TikTok Shop, they actually don't have to leave the TikTok platform for them to purchase stuff. They can actually purchase all your products through through TikTok essentially, and it just makes it easier for the customer, and the customer will appreciate that. There's less friction, so they're more willing to purchase. There's not as much time they have to wait to buy to a product. It's there, they can buy it, you make the sale, and yeah. There's definitely a lot of opportunities coming when it comes to marketing creatively. There will be a lot of software coming out very soon. And the thing is, if you keep updated with us, we'll tell you about these softwares in the future, so yeah. Um, one of the other things that I recently saw, I don't know if she's going to say which I thought was super creative, was um, Facebook Live. Mm. So now what they're doing is they're integrating the shop into the live view. Yeah. So that you can literally like do a live with your customers and then kind of do a direct call to action. It's almost like, I mean, for some people it'll be a sales pitch, but yeah. like if you're just showing a product that you really like or something mm. like that, then they can literally buy directly through the platform. Yeah. So I think that in itself would be a really cool opportunity. It'd be pretty awesome to watch people buy like whilst you're yeah. talking to them as well. It's kind of like the evolution of telemarketing really. Mm. Yeah, because uh, well, I know for TikTok in China, shopping is massive over there. I think soon they'll bring lives and shops, live shopping to the US and Australia and that. But it's just, it's really popular in China at the moment. We'll see how it adapts here. Yeah. There's a lot of people in China, so yeah. that's obviously a big opportunity. Um, awesome. So let's jump into the next one here. We've got email marketing. So email marketing has been around for a long, long time. It's always worked. It's never failed us. I think it dropped off for a couple of years, but it seems to be making its way back. To be honest, I don't know why it kind of diminished a little bit in the first place, because I think that it's an excellent platform. I know that a lot of people get spammed, but I think it's still not perfect, but I think with the int the integration of the new technologies that platforms like Gmail and Outlook are using, it's become a little bit more relevant to this day and age. So the reason why email marketing is by far one of the best marketing methods currently being used is that it's great for kind of nurturing those leads that you've generated through advertising or through you know, whatever type of marketing platform, be it might be telemarketing, it might be social media, whatever it is. Essentially, what you do with those captured leads is you put them into your email list and then you nurture them and you provide value and you, um, you know, try to build that long-term relationship. The other thing that's great about it is it's technically the only list that you own. So when you are, when, when you're dealing with Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it may be, you're kind of at the at the hands of their mercy. Yeah. So if they change their policies, if they change their algorithm, whatever it may be, it can have a direct effect on your business. Mm -hmm. And if that's one of the only channels that you have that is driving new revenue to your business, then you're kind of susceptible to yeah. threats mm -hmm. that are basically out of your control. Email marketing is something we can control to some mm -hmm. extent. Yes, we can get affected by the delivery rate, but it's been around for a long time. You control the list. So, you know, if Gmail starts to 
drop off, then you can use different platforms that are more user friendly or more marketing friendly, should I say. Okay. Almost everyone in the world has an email account. It's extremely accessible around the business to connect with their customers. And when it comes to product launches and things like that, uh, it's an excellent way to essentially just capture some attention and um, make them aware that it's come out. So, you know, they might not be on Facebook, they might not be scrolling. With Gmail or Outlook, whatever it may be, you can send them a direct notification that will pop up on their phone as the product launches or two hours before the product launches, whatever it may be. And you can essentially drive a bunch of revenue from that, that kind of strategy. So, you know, it, it makes complete sense why this is um, coming back. You know, everything about it is kind of perfect. Even the fact that you can essentially like collect the data and it's yours and you own it and you can continue to own it for however long it becomes relevant. Yeah. Which I don't think it will drop off anytime soon. So yeah, email marketing, make sure you're doing it. Do not waste, do not waste time on, well, sorry. Do not can do not convince yourself that it's not worth it yeah. anymore because it absolutely is. If there's anything you can take away from this podcast, start email marketing. Yeah. Sounds good. So now Josh is gonna go into real time messaging platforms for data collection. Well the next one we're gonna get into is real time messaging platforms and how useful they will be for data collection. It's gonna be a massive trend in twenty twenty three. Consumers at the moment, they want answers as quick as possible. And just for a lot of marketing teams, they can't have someone dedicated just to talk to customers 24-7 and respond. A customer hates when, when they're left for even more than five minutes after sending a message. So these real-time messaging platforms, they'll have AI integrated in there to respond to customers, but then once the AI will talk to them for a little bit and then they'll hand them over to a real person when, when they're free. And the thing is, the customer doesn't even know when they ask these questions, they actually need a lot of insightful data, which you can use later on. The thing, the customer asks you a question first, so it doesn't feel like you're forcing them to give you the data because they're actually giving it to you. All of the questions in these real-time messaging platforms, all of the questions can be extremely useful for you. An example would be an insurance company. If a customer asks about a certain policy or they're confused about a certain policy or maybe they want to ask a question about a new type of insurance which is coming out, if you grab that question from that one customer, you can add it basically in, into your data bank. And the thing is, if you find another customer who asks the same type of question, you can put it, you can add it to your data bank as well. And then you can see that there's a trend that all, that all of these customers are asking the same question. That means you can find out, oh, maybe we should market this product more. Maybe we should investigate and, and fix something with this policy, or maybe we can change the way we market this product because people are confused about it. There's a lot of data which you, which you can get just by having a real-time messaging platform integrated into your business. Personally, if I see a big company which doesn't have a messaging platform, I, I automatically know that their customer service isn't going to be good. So yeah, having a real-time messaging platform integrated into your website is really important and we're definitely going to see that it become a massive trend 
in 2023 and beyond. For the next one, which we'll be getting to, will be influencer marketing. Do you want to take over Luke for this one? Yeah, sure. So um, it's not really a surprise that influencer marketing is going to continue to boom throughout 2023. Um, as of now, it's responsible for bringing in, on average, $5.20 for every dollar spent on this type of marketing. Mm. That's a pretty good return. Mm. That's essentially one to five. Yeah. That's better than real estate. Mm. Advertising is the best investment you can make. I'll say it over and over again till the day I die, <laughs> unless it changes. But yeah, that's that's crazy numbers. I think in comparison to like social advertising and things like that, you know, you can get some pretty good numbers and depends on the average order value, etc. But five twenty for every one dollar spent, that's pretty good. So what was once only used by a few marketers, it's now been pretty much used by every business that's online. The influence that some influence have, whether it's through TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, come like the companies collaborating with these users can generate a pretty incredible ROI, as kind of mentioned before. However, I will say that you do have to be careful with influencer marketing. We've done, you know, a fair amount of influencer marketing in our time, and we've been around you know, as being an agency. We watch other brands do it quite frequently, and. You know, there's a lot of rubbish out there. There's influencer pods where they essentially engage with each other and it's all false and you think that you're getting more value than you actually are. But those kind of metrics that you get from investing in these types of influencers are all vanity metrics. It might look good on paper, but you gotta ask yourself, is this actually generating a return? And in a lot of instances, it's not. And I see big brands do this and I see little brands do this because unfortunately they're just not aware. So if you are, Doing influencer marketing, I think it's super important to either A, work with an influencer agency who's got experience, who uses and, and who has like substantial experience and results in the space. They need to have results, do not work with them if they don't. And, and the second thing is just using software that kind of shows what their engagement looks like and getting to know the influencer themselves. So. You know, they might have 100,000 followers, but there's a potential that they could be fake. There's potential that they could be in an engagement pod. There's potential that they've got bots in their account. Or, yeah, I kind of just said that, but yeah. bots in their account. Yeah, you gotta be really careful. The other thing that is super important with influencer marketing is that it has to be relevant to their audience. So you wanna work with someone who's already interested in the product that you've got. We specialize in crypto, um, Web3, all that kind of stuff. So we're gonna naturally look for crypto influencers. Mm. But that doesn't mean we should work with every crypto influencer because they might be against decentralized exchanges, yeah. for example. And then if we ask them to promote them and we don't do our background research on them and what they've spoken about, then that's going to directly affect us in a negative way. So you gotta be really careful with who you work with and you gotta make sure that they're authentic and that their audience trust them because yeah. it's essential but yeah that, that's kind of the main key takeaways from influence marketing definitely a big opportunity there so you know keep an eye out and if you do have particularly like an e-commerce brand or something along those lines i think that that's that's essential for growth mm -hmm. so definitely look out for that next one we're going to be going into is number six which is customers will want more gratification when shopping with brands so I think this is a super important one and uh, I'm sure Josh has some opinions on it. 
Yeah, I definitely have my opinion on this. In a digital world where customers are holding most of the power, instant, instant gratification is required. When shopping online, customers want to know what to get, when they're going to get it instantly. So having any delays with this is going to affect the customer immensely. As a marketing team, you have to react to customers proactively, not reactively. So this means if your customer wants if your customer wants to know when their product is going to get there, you have to show them. If they want free shipping, you have to show them. Basically, just try and mitigate as many steps as you can for your customer. You can do this through one-click shopping, Apple Pay. You can also do this through things like Afterpay as well. If they want to want to split up, how are they going to buy it? And for questions, if you don't have a chatbot, FAQ is probably going to be one of your most important things. That pretty much sums it up. So with the next one, Luke's going to get into is, well, di- digital marketing agencies just like us are definitely going to become more and more popular in the future, especially in 2023. Okay, so I'm going to sum this one up nice and easy. The reason why digital marketing agencies are going to become more popular is because um, we started one. And obviously we're amazing, so, you know, that's just obviously the best for entertainment. <laughs> In all seriousness, I think the reason why digital marketing agencies will become popular is because the marketing landscape is changing frequently and it's changing fast. Same thing, but two different words that sound cool. <laughs> so, if you're a small business owner or even a big one for that matter, outsourcing is going to greatly reduce your in-house costs and you're going to have access to like the latest innovations in the space so people like josh and i we're constantly on the market we know exactly what's happening within the industry we research all the different changes and things like that going on every single day every single day we're we're up to date with you know all the latest news channels and we're working in the environment we're surrounded by people in the environment so we always know what's happening and what's what's going on as a business owner you obviously it's really hard it's not impossible but it's very hard to keep up with all those changes nor is it probably a good use of your time especially if you got to deal with the finances and everything else now you 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 could definitely hire say sally who's an in-house marketer she could be a general you could just hire her as a general as, as someone who can do you know your seo all this kind of stuff but guess what? There's changes in every single, every single kind of service that you can provide. So, you know, we we've got specialists in paid media just for Facebook. We got specialists just for LinkedIn. We got specialists just for Instagram. Because and the reason why it's so vital to do this is because the platform is always always changing. It's too hard to keep up. You can't do every single one and be managing, like. All the other things that you're managing it's, it's literally impossible you could spend almost all day every day trying to learn about all the different platforms and you still wouldn't be able to keep up so having access to a group of specialists at a rate that's substantially cheaper than your own is going to be extremely beneficial because essentially the, the, like the way agencies work is we kind of make our money through volume so if we're working on a bunch of different clients and we can reduce the cost for you as a as a business and essentially you know get you a better result as well so if you are a founder or you are you know 
you, you've kind of been going for a while and you're a little bit more established, reaching out to an agency that's got a substantial amount of experience and, and that culture of a, of a marketing agency, you're going to get a better result because ultimately, you know, you've got your business and like I personally work in the corporate environment and, you know, if you're not surrounded by other marketers who are creative, who are working on different projects, who have a tap into the industry and what other, what your competitors are doing, then we're not going to be able to provide you the same result that we are if we're like surrounded by that kind of environment. So those are things that a lot of people don't consider that are super important. And uh, yeah, as I said, the results are going to speak for themselves. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on or yeah, implement mm -hmm. yourself. If you do want to get in touch with us about that and you can, you can go to www.hudodigital.com. So H-O-U-D-O-D-I-G-I-T-A-L and just get in contact with us through that or you know you can message us through socials and things like that and we'll respond to you nice and quick. The next one that we can get into now, number eight, is chatbots and um, basically how they'll be found a lot more on websites to increase the user experience. Well, chatbots are just becoming more and more useful for marketers and startups and businesses in general. For small businesses anyway and, and startups, they're not open 24 hours a day. The thing is, most of them go 9 to 5, but the thing is, most people aren't answer, answer their questions when they're out of work. When they finish at 5 p.m., they want to answer a question, they're going to answer it after work, in their free time, maybe on, on the train, on the way home, the bus on the way home. And the thing is, they want to know answer straight away. And to do this, you've got to have chatbots. With chatbots, they're definitely a trend already, but the thing is, I think in 2023, it's going to be vital. There's all different ones which you can get, but it's important, that, it's important to have one which can collect data. So as I was saying earlier, have, having data about your customer is vital. If you find that a lot of customers are asking the same questions, then maybe you should add that question into your FAQ. Maybe you should clear up a point on your website. Maybe you should change the brand. That's pretty much some just podcast up. If you think that if there's any trends which, we, which you think we're missing out on, just please let us know. We're happy to hear. Chuck them in the comments. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you in the next one. See you later. Bye.